It's lovely to be together with you today and to move forward in something that we began speaking about yesterday, which I believe is a a extremely powerful and practical and I think it is a life-changing tool. When we look at ourselves, it seems to be that the usual human perspective of self-perception is radically below what our talents and strengths can achieve. It's almost as if without mediation the default position of who we are as people is to completely underestimate to an incredible degree our capacity for greatness on every level. It's almost as if each and every one of us is sitting upon an absolute gold mine of unlimited strength and our perception of who we are very often is as opposed to somewhere between genius and super genius it's average to a little bit above average. And the consequences of that level of self-perception is whatever you think in your mind about yourself is you screening on the internal cinema of your mind forthcoming attractions. So if you believe that you're the person that can struggle to wake up before 8.30, there's no way you can wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning. But many people say that waking up at 4 o'clock in the morning is a life changer for a person's entire being. But when I say that to you, you say, well, I just, I just can't do that. But if you actually question yourself and say, well, is that really true? Could I, could I conceive of the fact that I could wake up every morning, 4 o'clock in the morning, do exercise, maybe do meditation, do extra study? If I would wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning, it could be a life changer. So that's where our self-perception comes in mind. If I look at myself and say, I'm just kind of a guy that kind of I struggle to get up at 8. There's no way I can get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. I would challenge that. And I would say, I believe it's within the reach of every single human being to get to the point where they can, which requires effort perhaps, but for that, to say that we don't have the potential to completely and radically change the way that we relate to time, I believe that's false. I believe it's false. And at this point in time, I want to give credence to Steve. Because I think Steve, in a certain way, has grasped this idea. And that's a positive component of running the marathon. So I'm a guy coming around a marathon. And because you'd fix that as your goal, even though you got injured, against adversity, you went ahead and you ran. 
Now, once you've done that, you've realized that actually a lot of what's holding me back in life is quite simple. It's a self-limiting belief. It's a belief that I can't go further than. And if I would adjust that belief, so then everything would change. And this is the suggestion. It could be it would even change effortlessly. Because when I take on board, not that I could, but that I am. I am, for example, if Steve takes on board, I run ultra marathons. Now right now he's just run a half marathon. But if he took on board that, not that I would like to run an ultra marathon. I run ultra marathons. That's just who I am. Now right now I'm not running them. But that's just, a, it's a time lapse. But I'm, I'm, I, what will happen is, your mind will effortlessly start to pave the, the way for you to be able to do that. So then all of a sudden you realize you've actually started stretching more. Because you realize if you want to run a half marathon, so you can do it when you're injured, and then you'll just recover, and then you just, you're still injured. But if you want to run ultra marathons, if you don't make sure that your body's in good shape, you'll just destroy yourself. So actually you realize, you, all of a sudden you start stretching. And you, you look up on YouTube like how to, how to have better warm-up routines before and after running. And you start looking at, just, just, just like, and when someone speaks about something about running, your, your ears catch it. Because you've already put into your brain that this is what I am. And then your brain says, well, if that's who you are, I'm going to facilitate it. And then your subconscious works overtime to make sure that that occurs. If, on the other hand, you have a very limiting belief about self, so then your brain will make sure that that happens. If you have a negative belief about self, so your subconscious makes sure that that happens, and you'll have these self-fulfilling prophecies of, if you are sure that you're a failure, you will fail. Because your subconscious mind will make sure that you'll never get to a point of success. So, ironically, it could be that the most profound way of making change inside of self, which will actually bring about the benefits that we seek and allow us to get close to our goals, is not by doing more, and it's not by planning more, it's more about changing the internal vision. That being said, will I then plan Will I then do? Well, of course I will. But it won't be that I'm trying to convince myself that this is a goal I can reach. It will be a given. It's just a given. Did I tell you the story? I think his name is Tim Kennedy. Is that right? Mixed martial arts world champion. Don't know if I'm getting the name right. If I am, I am. If I'm not, I'm not. Maybe you can just research it quickly. Someone. And I told you the story about he's in his house and he has a nose downstairs. You said it. Told you the story. He has a nose? He hears a noise downstairs. So he goes downstairs and there's a burglar. He says to the burglar, I'm the mixed martial arts champion of the world. I don't know exactly what he said, but something like, I can kill you in three seconds. Get out of my house. And the burglar ran for his life. He didn't put out an ID card. He didn't show his... He didn't even do a, a kind of a... a uh, 
washagiri. He didn't like slam anything with a karate chop. Just said to him, get out of my house because otherwise I'll kill you. But when he said it, there wasn't even a shadow of doubt in his mind that it was true. And when you recognize without a shadow of doubt, well then it just is. Another thing which I don't know if I discussed where I would like to get hold of it. I haven't seen it myself, but someone told me about a series, a reality TV series, where they take billionaires and they put them in a little part of a little, they find a little town in the middle of America, they give him a hundred dollars and a kind of a pickup truck, and they say you've got, I think, I think it was three months to make a million. And they do it. Because they're, they're, they're a billionaire. They just, right now, they've got a hundred dollars of resources and a pickup truck, so they have to figure out how they're going to do it. So, okay, they may need to get more capital. So they, how are they going to do that? But there's not a doubt in their minds that they're going to make a million. The question is that they have to figure out the way to do it. Compare that to a person who's given a pickup truck and a hundred dollars and he's not a millionaire and someone says, I want you to make a million three months. <laughs> You're joking, that's impossible. So it just depends where your vision of self is. What's the self-perception? And it's not self-perception, it's not self-affirmations. When I wake up in the morning, I don't say to myself, I am breathing. I am standing, because, well, of course I am, that's what I am. So it's not self-affirmations, it's self-realizations. It's recognizing, it's having incredible belief in self. Belief in my own greatness. A very good exercise to implement this is an exercise I heard, and these ideas as well, from a person who's a life coach, and he charges $250,000 an hour, which is a fair amount. His name is William Lamb, and he describes an exercise whereby you write down on a piece of paper a hundred once that you would like to have in your life. hundred once. He speaks about material once. So what are a hundred once that you want? So some people may say, if you say oh, a new suit, some clean shoes, so then that's what you'll get. If you say, I would like to buy an island. I would like to buy an island. I actually, I pictured it beautiful house built into the natural back drop of this island. You can even see the clean white beaches and hear the waves as they lap up against the shore where my boats are docked. <coughs> can you even imagine me sitting just, just next to the pool as it overlooks the forested area with the view of the sea in the background. That's it. It's my island. So it doesn't have to be any material, it can be an emotional goal. An emotional goal is I want to be able to be embracing of all criticism. And when people point out my failures, I become deeply thankful and grateful that it's allowing me to move forward in life. And I thank them from the sincerity of my heart. I want to be the kind of person that I feel the capacity and the power 
to activate a deep love for people when they need it. And by the same token, a restraint when they need that. To be absolutely in control of my emotional range to bring into the dynamic the most pertinent and powerful emotion for that context with complete and total authenticity and integrity. I have a spiritual goal, a spiritual want. My spiritual want is that I'm able to become so deeply aware of the presence of Hashem in the world that I palpably feel it and I allow my thoughts, every thought and every word and every action to be a manifestation of that energy in the way I am. Now when I'm thinking in those terms, well, my life takes on a very different gravity. When I'm thinking in those terms, so then I think, maybe one day I'll be able to read an article without the English. Read the Chumash without the article English. Maybe. Well then, that's, I've just kept my, I've just kept where I can get to. So having these awarenesses of that essentially we all have unlimited potential. We have unlimited potential. Because at the core of our beings, there's a kind of greatness which is, which is unfathomable. And very often, I mean, you see it in the people who are super successes. You also see it in people when they are pushed into situations of incredible adversity. And they discover inside of themselves what we would describe as superhuman strengths. Well, where do those strengths come from? From within. Where were they until the adversity came about? Dormant. What made them come out? Adversity. Okay, so I mean we could theoretically wait for adversity to act as the stimulus for those strengths to come out. Or we could just use our faith in self to bring them into reality. And then we'd be able to effortlessly reach our goals by our evolution of self-perception. Wouldn't that be cool? Schmerz. Is it the same it's is it the same expression of that infinite greatness that comes about when it's like self realized versus through adversity? I, I find that often when I become much better at something through adversity, I've learned like that it, w- it wouldn't have been able to achieve the same long term success with that sort of that sort of area without that adversity or it's just like much more um, in your mind you think that you needed the adversity to bring out those strengths but that's because perhaps you weren't familiar with this idea that if you could actually imagine that greatness without the adversity maybe you'd just be pushed towards it it also just feels more fleeting, like that I've learned this lesson through adversity, but here I just, it's something that's less, much less tangible. Okay, so let me 
create a proviso to what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it doesn't mean that getting there will be absolutely smooth and will not involve pain and will not involve activating all our strengths and powers to get there. It will involve all of that inevitably because the nature of change is arduous. When I say the word effortlessly, the effortlessness is not in the process, it's in the direction towards the goal. It's always going to be tough. It's always going to be tough. There's always going to be, in order to move forward, so I have to let go. In order to let go, I have to lose. In order to lose, it's going to cause pain. So it's always going to be pain. But the pain is not in the um, striving to find the goal. That is an effortless point. It's just, it will just automatically be gravitating towards. And it's a, it's a, I'll give you an example. I won't give an example. I won't give an example from my own personal life. But I have an example from my own personal life that I'm not going to give you. <laughs> and it works in that example. Yeah, thank you. Well, if you believe that you could give an example, <laughs> then you will give it. Go on, Yaakov. Um, how do I maintain my belief in my own you know self-worth and potential despite the many failures and that's what belief is if you don't have failures and challenges so then that's not belief that's evidence belief is when everything in your life tells you the opposite but you just know it's not true what is belief? You have belief in the darkness. In the morning, then you can say, Oh, Shem, you're so kind. Everything's light and clear. What do you say when it's dark? You say, Emuna. What does Emuna mean? Even though everything in the world seems to be the opposite, I know it's not true. Because I believe. And when you don't have that self-belief, and all you have is evidence, so then your life, you can always accumulate, especially when you've got a, what's called, confirmation bias. Let's say not only are you looking for evidence, but your predisposition is to find evidence of how you are not okay. Your entire day will be filled with evidence of how you are not okay. So for example, if someone says to you, wow, that was, that was an amazing thing you said, Ryakov. Two minutes later, someone says, that was really stupid. You'll only assimilate the stupid. You'll completely ignore the, the, the compliment. Because you're only looking to confirm the bias, which is, I'm stupid. You see, I'm stupid. Ten times people say, I'm stupid in the day. I am stupid. Had you said you're clever, you wouldn't have heard the stupid part. So it's all about how we think about ourselves. How do you cultivate that, you know, total like confidence in yourself? Then? How do you cultivate belief in God? I don't know. It's a good question. Okay. Same way. <laughs> That's subjective, no? What's subjective? The way you cultivate your belief in God. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> A belief system means a belief system is that you're able to stick to what you know to be true, even though there's no evidence in this current moment to support it. I know that makes it uneasy. So you use past moments. Belief transcends evidence-based thinking. It's not. It's not cognitive. So what's it based on? Ah, oh, you see, this is where you get stuck, right? It's not based on thinking. The reason I believe in myself, I believe in Hashem, is because it is. 
The reason why I have a grasp of you being in this room is not because I think to myself, well, based on my sensory input and the fact that you just made noise, which is auditory input, so I know you're here. I know you're here. It's not, it's not an empirical set of evaluations. There are certain things which are what call, I call them sub-rational, that they're stupid. There are certain things that are rational, that they can be processed through cause and effect, and certain things that are super-rational. The brain only has the capacity to derive and devise and to conclude from visible cause and effect. If so, then. So the brain's got a very limited bandwidth. Immune is super-rational, it's above the brain. So you can't prove it. So it's a sense. Like, how do I prove my smell? I don't, I smell. It's a sense, it's an intuition. It's a deep part of the person's being. So you say to well, what happens when I don't have that? Well, you obviously have that. Well, okay, but I can't feel it. Well, what happens when you can't smell? You have a doctor. And you ask him what's gone wrong. And then he has to fix you. Medication therapeutic treatment, exercise, stretching, could belief, uh, diet, could belief change like an whiskey, scotch, <laughs> tequila, like Iraq. I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to go into people who've got real, if people have got severe Mental challenges, it's, it's, I don't know. I just don't know. I'm not a psychiatrist. Uh, no, when I'm, no, I'm not a psychiatrist. I know that's the definition of self. Not psychiatrist. Steve. Well, why are you limiting yourself? Just a story in your head. Yeah. It's true. Presently, though, it's not. Presently, I'm not a psychiatrist. Could I be a psychiatrist? For sure. Steve. You should keep saying, you're relieving yourself and keep saying, you can do this thing, do this thing, do this thing. And then you don't do this thing, how do you not say If you're saying it to yourself, you don't believe it. If you're saying it to yourself, you don't believe it. So then you're going to do it. There's no questions. There's no questions. There's no questions. There's no proof. There's no, there's no, it, just, it is. It just is. So if I mess up this time, so then it's just, well, it's just, uh, let me figure out what went wrong and I'll fix it up for the next time. It just is. It's not, it's, it can't be disproven because it's a reality. Shmayahu. Well, you just said about how you're saying it to yourself, then you don't believe it. Cause, so does that mean the reason? I mean, it, it kind of makes sense to me that everybody at the same time is feeling like they have very little self-worth. Everybody goes, like the most popular thing in the Jewish world to say right now is Hashem loves you. Is it because people don't feel like they're loved by Hashem? I feel like that's also the self. I don't know. I, True. I, I feel like I, I struggle. I, Generally, when, when people, you discuss the areas of lacking, not the areas where everything is okay. No one is telling you, guys, you've got to breathe. I don't mean specific breathing exercises, because there we are. And breathing through your nose, which is posh it. But everyone, it's really important that you guys use your legs to walk. I don't mean walk, so I may have tried this. Uh, everyone agree you should, you should use your eyes to see. Oh, wow, use my eyes to see, wow. Yes, I never thought about that. I should use my eyes to see.
Not bad. Okay, so that's that's an idea that I'm sharing with you, Sasha. Um given uh given that there's you know, people are excel at different things, yes. Um how how does that relate to someone being like they think they can do something, you know, they, 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 what's the difference between someone knowing that they can do something and that's actually the thing that they will excel at and that they are a quote-unquote genius at versus someone who is delusional and thinks, well, you know... Uh, difference is one knows and the one's delusional. <laughs> but it didn't happen yet. Can it happen? For sure it can happen. But that's not that's not that's not a belief in self. That's a delusion. I'm saying how you know it's a delusion. Two people who if you believe it, then you won't. I don't know. Listen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Good question, Jared. In order to build self-esteem in areas that I um, know or like, I want to excel at. Let's say. In deep down believe that I have go on, go on, just keep on going keep on going I have um, I would think there's an element of telling myself like like which one I was saying is telling myself in order to build that to a place where um, where that uh, voice in my head that's telling me not good, okay how does it would there be an internal dialogue component to this maybe we can talk about we've run out of time you run out of time. Thank you. Thank you. Um, no, no, actually not. I'm not thanking you. You should be thanking me. What is this? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. I, 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 someone.